Homie. 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 Homie, bro. Homie. You gotta move. Homie. You're supposed to be sleeping. But this is usually a problem with the dog. Not the cat. All topics, comments, and opinions in this podcast are for educational and informational purposes. Welcome to this week's episode of Film Finance. I'm your host, Shirley Singleton, and with me is... Anita Michelle. All right, Anita Michelle. Today, <laughs> today, Anita Michelle and I will be speaking about... Cash and other such options. That's right. <laughs> Cash and other such options. So basically a way of demystifying cash and certain investment ideas that are so, sort of like cash, but they're not cash money. All see? right. Because that's just what's inside of your bank account. Cash you know, money. And your wallet. Right. But it takes many forms, as we know. Um, the purpose is for capital preservation, though, one would say. Uh how and in your investing kind of portfolio so you think of other maybe like a cd okay. or like a money market account or something like that so these are like kind of uh, like options to like preserve my money and maybe make a little bit of interest on them or something yeah, like that yeah a little bit okay yeah. all yeah, right yeah, a little bit um so we want to save every last penny in the pot some people do you know and those are the people that have like all that money sitting in checking and savings, right? Right. And then maybe sometimes someone comes along and, you know, says, hey, maybe you should move some of that money that's really sitting there doing nothing, you know, as far as interest-wise. Maybe you should do something with it. Like, have you ever thought of a CD? You know, a certificate of deposit? You know, how about how about a T-bill? A treasury bill? Right. Okay. You know, <clears throat> those are some other... Kind of, and bonds, of course, you know, which we'll get into. There's a whole lot there, which is separate episodes. I mean, <laughs> anyway, so whatever you do, you want to make some money. You don't want to be too afraid and leave that money sitting in your savings or checking accounts, really doing doodle squat. But there are those people that, you know, bury it, you know, the cash in jars in the yard <laughs> as well. That's legit, especially... In, you know, a lot of countrified parts, you know. That's why I'm getting that metal detector. Yes. Hallelujah. I like that. Those are fun. I actually found this ring when I was a little girl with my daddy with a metal detector. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we know about the people that want to do investments, you know, to grow that pot of money, you know. To kind of move that pot of money around outside of your savings or checking account, you know. But to do that, you have to expose yourself to some level of risk, as we've already talked about in reaching your investment goals. So let's say that you have the goal of buying a house, right? And so most people have in mind that they save money for like five years, they work really hard, they sacrifice, you know, they save money for like five years for a down payment, you know, 
and they leave it all in their checking and savings accounts. Now, this is very real talk. You know, this is what a lot of people do, especially with the changes in the real estate market right now. You know, cash money is important. Right. You know, it really is. So let's say you're saving for a house, five years. All that money is considered cash, but other types of monies are also considered as cash in the world of, of investing. And a money market account, and treasury bills, and oh my. Gotcha, right. Yeah, so we'll get into, into all of those. Now, most of those are federally insured against losses. FDIC. Yes. So definitely your money in your savings account is though. So that's why a lot of people, especially given today's climate, you know, want to mitigate that risk and leave it sitting in their accounts because it's insured. Right? Right. So then these people look at that money, that cash reserve is like a rainy day fund, right? Yes. Or just to maybe like if another COVID happens, you know, or, or what Omicron or what, oh, whatever. <laughs> Comes along, zombie apocalypse, whatever. Then those people dip into their daily expense kind of funding, you know, that's going on inside of their savings account, just waiting for disaster to strike. <laughs> They say, surely, that you have three pillars of a portfolio. All right. Cash, stocks, bonds. Did you know that? I had heard that. Yes, I okay. had heard that. All right. So how investors use cash. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Okay. Well, there's, as we've talked about in one of our future episodes is a shift toward bonds. Yes, most definitely, especially in these inflationary times, bonds could be the investment route to go for at least part of your money. So yes, yeah, so looking in like the next five to 10 year range, I would say. Yes. Um, especially when you're looking at five to 10 year range out of retirement. So you, so you can buffer any type of shifts that are going on in a bear market, which is what's going on right now, that erodes your capital appreciation of your money in your stocks. And it takes years oftentimes for your portfolio to recover. You know, a lot of people, not only have they lost significant amount of money in their stocks, but it's gonna take a long time for their accounts to recover. Most you know, definitely. Your margin, your equity, whatever. So this way bonds offer the retiree a way to grow their money, but with more stability and payouts too. Right. Versus keeping enough cash money on reserve to be able to tap into it for like a minimum two years. So again, if you do that, then that money is just sitting in your savings account because that's the most liquid, essentially, form of money that you can have right you know yeah that's high liquidity savings, yeah. savings accounts are high liquidity for sure um but so if you're looking at retiring soon you should have two years minimum you know to live off of you know without having to dip into any type of investments you know they say all right i mean that's kind of a rule of thumb but bonds don't necessarily uh not lose money over time though surely especially in you know non-government type of bonds 
So, cash is king. Do you agree? I believe that it's important to have cash and that you can get a lot you can get cash discounts on a lot of things. Like bonds. Most definitely bonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also you want to preserve your gains. You know, you want to make some gains off of your money, some investment gains. So cash always sitting there is not always the best strategy. No. You know? So also mutual fund managers choose to sit on cash money a lot of times temporarily while they're looking for opportunities um, in a changing investment market, which we had covered in mutual funds previ in previous episodes. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's also important for the individual investor to have a supply of cash on hand so that they can make, you know, opportunistic uh, purchases for the portfolio. Yes. Some believe that the low single-digit returns uh, that cash brings, such as with a minuscule type of percentage in bank holding savings accounts, are better than making a foolish decision in equities and losing money in the market. Some do believe that. <clears throat> and you know what I say to them? Well, I think that you have to shop around and there are high interest rate savings accounts at this at this particular point in time in history. Now, I've, that's a good point. But I mean, seriously, you got to be brave. You got to break off a bit, a bit of your cash, though. Come on. You know, it, it, it really on. depends on your risk tolerance. Now, that's <clears throat> true. That's true. But I think that you and I are a little bit riskier maybe than most people. Oh, Do you most think? definitely. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, go for it. <laughs> but go for those second tier, you know, ideas, cash or bonds or, you know, um, money market accounts, that type of thing. But cash is the most liquid of all assets, while bonds are associated with transaction costs, taxes and commissions attached to restraint and penalty potential. Cash is a funding source, though. Right. Just like I spoke about a little bit earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> So let's say that 5 to 10% on cash reserve would lead to no delay in taking advantage of other investment opportunities. You know, cash. Mm -hmm. Types of cash accounts, surely. Savings accounts, which we've talked about. FDIC insured up to 100 grand only, though. Yeah. Be aware of that. Money market accounts. Yes. But so what I was going to say on that one, surely, because you, you jumped the gun on oh. that one now. But see, there's nothing to say because that's 100000 on each savings account that it's insured up to. So, I mean, you would just have lots of savings accounts. Right, multiple accounts. <laughs> you know, but also outside of savings accounts, traditionally speaking, uh, CDs. And so you can start those about 500 bucks, the lowest ones, to twenty-five grand typically. Um, from banks and they come with maturity dates you must commit a certain amount of money for a certain period of time from one month to five years and then you get a larger return than what keeping cash and savings would do obviously you do have penalties uh, for early withdrawal though money market accounts yeah it's a type of bank account, essentially, that puts restrictions on the number of transactions that you can make to and from it monthly. 
you pay out, it pays out significantly higher yields than savings accounts and can be open for $1,000 to $10,000 depending on the institution. Um, you have more dollar yield potential on opening up a, a minimum 10000 to 25000 over time, yielding about 09 to 2% typically, more flexible than a CD. You can even write checks monthly, usually three to six of them per month, but you do have excess transactions that bring withdrawal penalties as well. What about money market funds, Shirley? Can you speak on that? No, tell me about money market funds. <clears throat> well, these are mutual funds that invest in extremely short-term debt, um, and it can't be longer than 90 days. So that's like a in it to win it. All right. So they're much safer than short-term bond funds. You have different classifications of them. You've got government money funds, like government debt. You've got corporate money funds, private sector debt. And then you have tax-free money funds. And that would be basically like a municipal paper. They are not FDIC insured. So there's greater risk and a slightly higher yield, though, um, than money market accounts. You know, a lot of your financial advisors will use the money market accounts and money market funds. Those people are regulating and making those moves for you. So fees and expenses are deducted, <laughs> ding, 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 from your returns. Yep. Remember that old song and dance, you know. <laughs> These funds are designed to ensure that every share trades for a dollar. So a portfolio shares can fall below a dollar and you can lose money over time in economic periods of downturn like we're in right now. <laughs>